0: Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Always great to hang with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology, Wrench Nation Car Talk, your favorite Car Talk show, uh, whether you catch us on the weekend or live right here from one of the premier, premier, uh, not only automotive, but welding, skilled trades and career programs right here at the East Valley Institute of Technology. Taking you guys every week on an automotive journey. Uh, when I say lifestyle, it's your lifestyle. All the great things that you guys are doing, uh, tinkering under the hood. Or maybe you just don't have anything to do uh, with an automobile, but you uh, hang with us because we we give you the tidbits, the little tidbits. That's all you need. You don't need to get complicated. You guys know that. When we get complicated, that's when everything just spins in our head. How many of you been to your local Garage and felt like it got way too complicated. Why? Why are they trying to teach me about my car when I really just need to know the number one thing? Do I need to spend the money now? And uh, what's in it for me? I mean, those are the things. So just those two statements what's in it for me? And do I need this now? Those are powerful statements. And I think sometimes what happens with all of us. We get on to the internets, and we start researching, and then we get more confused. Maybe, because you hear this individual, or maybe you saw Wrench Nation on YouTube. Maybe you saw a YouTube channel and said, okay, Frank said this. But then you find out someone else said something different. So how about we keep it basic when it comes to anything? It's not just automotive, but roofing as well. How about what's in it for me, and do I need this today, ahora? like now. Because guess what? I got an electric bill to pay. Uh, I got a mortgage to pay. I got a newborn on the way. And some of you, congratulations, are buying a home. Uh, In fact, I hear a lot of uh, recently, I would probably say the last three months, a lot of you have come into the garage and you've said, well, Frank, you know, I'm going to hold off on that repair. I'm buying a house. And I'm like, I'm jumping up for joy because that's a big deal. So make sure. Is it needed today or is it What's in it for me? Keep it simple, man. Take the notes right now. Pull over to the side. Take those notes. You will keep it simple. When you go into the dentist, do I need this today? And what's in it for me? Well, a happy smile with no missing teeth, that may be a priority. Do I need that today? Yes, uh, maybe some of you, especially all of my PR marketing people, you need a good smile. So think of that. Keep it simple. On this show, we keep it simple. We're not about the authority and being all expert-like. That's not what Wrench Nation's about. Uh, I will tell you before we dive into some news, and, and by the way, big shout-out to Suzy Sockets. Uh, from time to time, you guys know this, we operate a pretty busy garage. And today, Susie on the way to the show, said, Frank, I can't make it. We got stuff going on. It's like, you got it. And so the garage is always priority, and I can I can certainly respect that. Uh, Susie will be back with us next week. Now, I wanted to mention something, something interesting. And this all relates to the East Valley Institute of the Technologies people. I want you to think about this for a minute. A lot of you, and we're going to dive into this on this show. This show is all about electric vehicles. Understanding the basics before you buy. A lot of you are excited. You're looking at a few electric vehicles. You're in a hybrid now. You're saying maybe you're in a Toyota Prius, and you're saying, you know what? I'm going to step up to the EV, full-on electric. I like what Tesla's doing, and there are a few others. We're going to talk about that. But more importantly, are you ready for an electric vehicle? And a lot of you are saying, Frank, I've researched. I know what I'm doing. But we're going to dive into uh, the lifestyle of an EV platform. There's a lifestyle, how you may need to ensure that your lifestyle has that range ability. Now, remember, with a gas vehicle, guess what? You go from A to B to C to D. You could go 10,000 miles with ease. Can you do that with an EV today? So that's range anxiety. We're going to talk about that. Also, I figured for us, I think what we uh, would do, and and I'm along with you because, trust me, I don't have any electric vehicles in my garage to fix, so this is going to be a learning experience for all of us. We're actually going to get into the key components of an electric vehicle. What makes the difference between electric, hybrid, and the ICE? What's ICE? Not immigration, people. Internal combustion engine. What is the difference between all of that? And then what are the, the, the key uh, things that can happen with an EV platform that you should watch out for? But the announcement I wanted to talk to you today about, we never think about this. You know, we're always promoting... Uh, it's an honor for us to do the show from the East Valley Institute of Technology, and we, <clears throat> we love promoting the instructors, the students, all the accomplishments and the accolades, and, and really your lifestyle. Man, you've made some changes. All of my adults out there, 30, 40, even 50-somethings, so it's never too late. You've had to retrain where the skill set is at, welding. And there's one uh, portion of the adult career training program, and e- even for our youngsters coming in at high school level, and that is collision Repair. We do not think about it. Now, you think about it when you get into an accident. You got to deal with insurance. You got to deal with the body shop and paint, and my lines aren't straight. But the way I see it is this in fact, I know this for a fact nationally and with the work that I do with the industry, collision repair ain't going anywhere. Now, we have this technology that's supposed to save our lives and all of this. But whether it's an electric vehicle, hybrid, or ice, internal combustion engine, we need those suckers fixed. Those bumpers, they get bent, the paint gets scratched. So I want to remind you, you guys like to tinker. You gals like to tinker. Why not do a dual course, do a little collision repair, and then get into some automotive? Guess what you've done? You've grown the value you have to offer the marketplace. Think about that for a minute. A lot of you say, I need a raise. Well, why don't you ask yourself, are you providing more value to the marketplace? It doesn't have to be complicated. Mom and dad, you're worried about your son or daughter. A good skilled trade provides more value in the marketplace, which equals what, people? More money. More money. More money. So give the collision repair uh, program here at EVIT an opportunity. And as I always said, even if you may not, hey, you may not get into the industry and you You have that much more knowledge base, man. It's all good. So I want to bring out some news for you. I need help. I need help. All of my gamers, red alert, red alert. If you game more than two hours a day, you're a rock star. If you game more than 10 hours a day, I don't even know what to call you. You're a champ. You guys know who you are. But I need you to take a break, and this is why you're affecting the automotive industry. Red alert, all my gamers. All you PlayStationers and Xboxers, we have a problem right now in the automotive industry. It's a big problem. You may be looking for a Toyota Tundra, but you can't find it. You may be looking for a nice Kia, but you can't find it. Or that Honda, but you can't find it. And the reason why, because all you gamers took our microchips. (laughs) That is exactly what's going down. This is fresh off the presses, people. I need my gamers to take a break, go jogging outside an hour a day. If you play two hours a day, split it in half. PlayStation has slowed the flow of semiconductors to automakers. Now, I'll tell you how this all happened. Back in the COVID situation when we were hit with COVID last year, it was a big deal. Were you guys looking for cars? No, you weren't. Were you looking for laptops? Yes, you were. Were you looking for some new game platforms? Yes, you were. So what does the microchip industry do? Well, it ain't happening with the cars. Let's go on over here. And so with the popularity of all this tech and, and, and a lot of what we're doing uh, at home, I know you're guilty out there. You guys play games. I play games. I still play Atari. I got the cartridges. Ah, You guys remember that? How I many? That's vintage now. Boy, that's worth some money right now. That Atari, if you've got an Atari, get on over to wrenchnation.tv. We are interested. (laughs) But seriously, uh, automakers are trying to adapt to all of these restraints stemming from the pandemic, which basically said, hey, production of these chips, we're going to move over here because cars are not happening. Well, now cars are back in action. So you may not be able to find the Jeep Compass or the Escape or the Chrysler 300 You may have a problem finding these cars because they just can't keep up with the chips. Now, these chips can range from $0.50 to $150, and a vehicle has a lot of chips. Long gone are the days where it was just a carburetor and vacuum lines. Now it's all chips. Chip makers love the automotive industry. So, I repeat, red alert, all you gamers out there. Stop hogging our chips because we need these suckers in the car business. Got another bit of news. Uh, You guys, if you drive a Nissan, you guys love your Nissans, except when you have a problem with the transmission, the CVT transmission. You found out about it after you bought it. You didn't research. But that CVT is a little different than a standard automatic transmission. Basically uses two pulleys. It has a steel belt running between them. And it changes gear ratios. In fact, you, the biggest complaint I hear is when somebody buys a new Nissan, they come in the garage. Hey, can you check this car? Because I don't feel the transmission shifting. I said, well, you're not, you're not supposed to. It's got the CVT. Now, there's a lot of controversy on the CVT. Some would say, in fact, most would say they're pretty much throwaways. You can't really rebuild a CVT transmission as you can an automatic transmission. Now, why is it bad? Well, because you got to buy new and it costs beaucoup money. <laughs> for a CVT, you Nissan people know what I'm talking about. The news that's uh, pretty special is that Nissan is ditching. Red Alert, ditching CVTs for the upcoming Pathfinder. I like the new Pathfinder in 2022. Nissan has decided. All right, enough. We've heard the people are the people are rioting out the streets for that CVT situation. So Nissan has decided they're going to go back to basics and get that automatic transmission back. And a lot of you will be happy. I don't know. I mean, look, the CVT, if you think about all the CAFE standards, which means, you know, we have to meet carbon emissions and emissions laws and things like that as manufacturers, they had to figure that out. Uh, Some of you say, no, they didn't. They should have never went to that CVT. That was a big problem. So the last of us, before we uh, break into this, I want you guys to get over to Jalopnik. Uh, Pretty interesting story. I, I find it Interesting, and a lot of you will see on YouTube some of the clever ways people are building vehicles from scratch. Well, i got to tell you, um, and this is credited to Mercedes Streeter, uh, the writer, uh, there's a wild amphibious RV. Now, some of you saying, okay, what's so wild about the amphibious RV? Well, it started out as a milk container tanker truck. You've seen them. Big Daddy stainless steel 60, 70-footer with a big cow on it. And he's smiling and he's delivering your milk. Well, they decided, you know what? We could use that for this amphibious vehicle and the Doberton Surface Orbiter. It's an amphibious RV. They didn't want it just a vehicle. I mean, what do you do with a big tanker, people? Well, you got to make a kitchen, you got to have a living room, get a little bedroom, and now you go on road and off road in an old milk container. It's Pretty cool. You guys can catch the further story on Jalopnik com uh, In fact, Jalopnik. We've had uh, we've had folks on from Jalopnik. They uh, they actually do cover the odd and the weird for sure. Uh, you guys catch that story? Electric vehicles, man. Uh, they're here. Uh, they're they're going to be in your world and in your life. Your neighbors going to start popping up. Where's Waldo? Where's the electric vehicle? There it is. Electric vehicles. Understanding the basics before you buy. We're going to cover it. Stay tuned, Regination.
1: you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now you need bg44k it's the one dealerships use the most in fact they use bg44k almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made to find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back
0: Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family owned full service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. Anytime AZ.com or call 480 480- Anytime auto glass. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking. At 52% of these ladies out in the population, head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.com. Right on, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, Get on to wrenchnation.tv. Catch your favorite show from LS Swaps to Wax and Wash Tips. We just highlighted Johnny Martinez, the art and style of pinstriping. Uh, Local formula drip, Matt. Hogan, that's episode two twelve. If you, some of you youngsters or some of you uh, older folks like myself that would love to drift, uh, that's a great show. Humblecat Matt Hogan, and of course uh, Scotty Kilmer. If you went online looking for all things automotive, tips, tricks, how tos, Scotty Kilmer. We had a great conversation with him. Uh, show two eleven. Uh, EVs, electric vehicles, this all the rage. You guys have seen the news. We got a new administration. We're moving forward with green. EVs are happening. Does it make sense right now for society to start transitioning? Yes, it does. It really does. Now that's my opinion. Some of you are saying, ah, I want my big block and I get it. I don't think the big block or car culture is going anywhere, but it does make sense by way of the sort of practicality of running an electric vehicle. Now there are some things that you got to understand with an electric vehicle, and that's all about A range lifestyle. We're going to talk more about that. But really, what I wanted to get down into is, and maybe we'll get into the weeds, you guys. We'll get into the weeds a little bit. Understanding the basics before you buy an EV. An EV may not be right for your lifestyle, i.e., I drive a lot. I'm a salesperson. I'm hitting the road a lot. I don't see a whole lot of charging stations. We know the success for electric vehicles must come fast and furious with the infrastructure. So we're at the beginning stages. Now, China, China's been at it for a while, and they're actually leading the global stage regarding all things China uh, or EVs in China, right? Makes sense? So we're just getting started. So I wanted to, uh, with this whole outlook of all things electric vehicles, it's important uh, to understand if you're ready to go from hybrid, let's say some of you are driving hybrid or gas engines, are you ready to go full electric? Are you ready to deal with the plug in charge situation? Now, outside of Tesla, Tesla's done a really good job, and most EVs will set you up with the mapping and all of the infrastructure side of how you can get charged up. But the fact is, there's a certain range, and if, and if you live in more than so many miles a day, in that range situation, let's say that particular EV gets 280 miles on a charge, and then you're down because of the different styles of charging stations. In other words, uh, levels. We're going to talk about that. A lot of you don't know. There's different levels. Is the charging station in your home the same as you would find at a freeway truck stop? Or we see a lot of the the uh, restaurants and chains and stuff. You know, On the way to California, you see eight or nine of these Tesla charging stations. Is that charging station the same as the one in your house? It isn't, and we're going to talk about that. Um, Utilities in California, I can tell you right now as we speak, California is investing over a billion, with a B, dollars for the infrastructure because they know it's coming, and there are some problems still to this day. So that's something you really Before we get into how these things work, you really got to ask yourself the question, am I going to have the lifestyle between dropping the kids off? I've got to pick uh, my oldest teenager teenager up at work. Uh, Then I got to hit, let's assume COVID isn't here. And then you got to hit the library. And then you've got an interview. And so all this stop and go. And the next thing you know, you've got all these miles. Are you ready for that? And, and, And if you're looking at this EV, you guys at the dealership, it's all about lifestyle now. Big time. And that EV range. You need to calculate that, so think about that. Now, some of the key components of an electric vehicle are pretty impressive. Uh, You get rid of a lot of, obviously, get rid of the gas engine and all the mucky muck, so exhaust is gone. You don't have tailpipes to worry about for all my back east and midwest folks. Nothing by way of tailpipe is going to be dragging from rust and oxidation because that's not going to be there. Uh, these electric cars get rid of all that. You have absolutely no, combust- uh, no gases to deal with. So that's key, and that's one of the biggest things. So now you've got to live around the main component, which is the traction battery pack. That's the big daddy. That's what you hear about in terms of EVs and maybe ah. Uh, I'm a little leery. A lot of you Toyota Prius owners with the hybrids, you know, which I'm a big fan of the Toyota Prius. In fact, if you're on the fence on an EV and you want to kind of get more MPG, get off the grid a little bit more, I love the Toyota Prius. And the Prius is not going anywhere. In fact, I love all things hybrid. Uh, But you have to deal with the battery. And you hear battery, and you're like, oh, my God, that's expensive. And it can be. But know that electric vehicle manufacturers – will have incentives regarding those batteries. In other words, they're going to be covered. And in fact, China, and I thought this was pretty cool, that Neo, Neo, you guys can look that up, N-I-O-NIO, uh, China's EV player. I think they're, uh, what they, according to market value, they're like fourth largest manufacturer dollar-wise in the world. They're huge. They're up and coming. Well, Neo has a different concept and I don't know how well this is going to stick and I don't know if it'll come to this country, but they claim through the swapping out of that battery pack, as opposed to charging, they've said this vehicle, you pull up into a little station and for less the time of filling up a gas tank, you can actually replace the battery. Imagine that. So that's a different concept. Now I, Tesla's not doing that. Many others aren't. You basically get your little charge station at home. You plug it in and we'll talk more about those charge stations uh, because that's important. But Neo is a company that has come up with this pretty fascinating way. Instead of charging, we're going to replace it. So we'll see what happens with that. But that traction battery pack is where all that electricity is stored. And it's stored for what? Well, not a gas engine, but that traction motor. That's that electric traction motor. So... You know, very similar to some of the little electric toys that you mess with, and there's a storage of battery, so that's the storage on the vehicle, and then there's that power translated to the traction or power to the motor, right? That motors up the wheels. So uh, that electric traction motor is uh, working together in tandem with that. It drives the vehicle's wheels. It's pretty simple. Well, in all reality, it's not simple. There's the processors and all that, but we're going to keep it as simple as we can, And, and more importantly... Well, Frank, what does that relate to me regarding breakdowns? Is my EV going to break down like my old gas clunker? Well, probably not. What you are going to see, just like your smartphone and your laptop, are updates, over-the-air updates. So you've seen this with Tesla. In fact, Tesla has fun with it. Elon Musk believes it's a driving experience. That's what he's created. It's an experience behind a Tesla. So, yeah, he can program a whoopee cushion and, you know, the passenger rear seat, and you can surprise people, and it's all done by software updates. That's what you'll see with EVs. Now, tires are still going to be around. In fact, the aftermarket, and and for that matter, the OES, the dealerships, they're getting heavy into that tire business. They want a piece of that pie because tires are going to be a big deal. Tires ain't going anywhere. I have not seen any new technology behind tires. I mean, hovercraft, forget it. I'll be long gone. We're talking hovercrafts down the road where we get rid of tires, I don't know. But right now we're talking EVs and tires. Uh, and that's another point I bring up. You want to make sure that you investigate when you buy an EV, what is the warranty on those tires? My understanding is that tires on an EV will wear more frequently than a standard uh, vehicle. A lot of it is the weight, weight distribution, and so on. That's what I have uh, sort of researched online. I don't own an EV I just know they use tires. And if you are trying to minimize the wear to an EV, tires is a discussion. So what's my warranty on tires? What's that look like? Could you negotiate a better, uh, you know, through an extended warranty or what have you, uh, a better deal on tires? Could you make that happen? I'm not saying you step out of the box, but just think about tires because that's going to be an expense. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, So we talked about that traction battery pack, the motor. They all work together. You do have one of the things that is not going away. There are a few air-cooled systems, but the cooling system to keep all that electric happenings cool, that ain't going anywhere. So you're going to have a water pump type of device to distribute and cool that electric pack and that that motor. Now, there are a few platforms that have air-cooled, but for the most part, they have to be cooled, liquid-cooled, at this point. So think about that. You're buying an EV system or EV platform. What about the coolant system to that? How does that all work? Where am I going to be two and three years down the road? So again, we're getting into the mechanics of it, what you may expect uh, as for failures. Now I will say that the Toyota Prius, we get the inverter pumps in. the inverter is part of that electric system. And those cooling pumps do fail and they have to be replaced. So again, thinking about okay, it's brand new, it's going to pretty much be worry-free, but where will I be at three years down the road? And, and again, most, most of these manufacturers are going to give you long-distance warranties. I believe that. And we are going see, to see our fair share of recalls. And what happens, people, when technology comes, new technology comes? they got to work the kinks out. So I'm more apt to say, I'm not saying you don't try something new. They've got that EV Hummer coming out from GM. I happen to like that. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, Elon Musk has got a, you know, that electric truck coming out, that flying V triangle looking. I mean, I, I like it. That's, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Some of you are shaking your head. I know you're like, Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Cause it is a drastic change from the traditional truck market. Look, but guaranteed GM, you guys have heard this GM is on a mission. Will GM survive? Will they get there? They're transitioning Buku to electric Platforms. Maybe you wait for your favorite Silverado, full on electric. Could that be down the pipeline? Tesla may not work for you, that flying V, that triangle. I don't know. Maybe not. That's up to you. But you need to ask yourself those questions about what can I expect from an EV as far as breakdowns. I think it's fair to say tires, tires, tires. (laughs) We're going to get into some more things uh, and actually dive in deeper. Uh, about the power electronics controller, a transmission, an electric transmission, the onboard charger. And I want to talk more and in deep, in depth about this charging station, the, very, the variables to charging stations. Stay tuned, imagination.
1: I was a highway man. Along the coach roads I did ride. With sword and pistol by my side
0: vision collision god forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide, or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride my friends at vision collision they're certified they deal with insurance companies but also what i really like is they were able to deal with my situation i didn't want to exercise my insurance and I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision 480-248-9049. VisionCollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair. Dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, vision collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Wrench Nation sent you. 480-248-9049. 480-248-9049. Vision collision. Bolt-on Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text. Real-time digital reports multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Right on, welcome back. invite you to get over to wrenchnation.tv. A lot of you will dip in and out of this show, of course, catch the Sunday podcast upload or join us over at the uh, website. We're talking about basics. The electric vehicle is an electric vehicle right for you right now. Maybe you've got your eye on one. You know, you're going to graduate college in two years. And when you as part of your graduation, you're going to say, hey, I'm buying myself an EV. I'm getting off. I'm getting off ice. Ice. Internal combustion engine. People, that's the new acronym. That, that acronym has been around for a while. But that's just kind of resurged in the industry. The ice power plants. So... With all the systems uh, to the EV, we all know that these manufacturers are going to have incentives. You're going to have a solid warranty. You're not going to have to worry so much about these breakdowns. We talked about tires are definitely going to be a concern. Uh, Cooling systems. You know, there's going to be operating uh, coolant systems uh, operating uh, throughout to keep the batteries cool. Now, someone had just texted in, well, what about weather? That's a good point. Weather is a good point. You guys know. Once you start putting on your AC or putting loads in the passenger cab, that does take a load, added load, I should say, to that battery. So yes, if you're in extreme climate conditions, you got to think about what's my EV experience going to be in the winter or here in the desert, how's that look regarding my AC? Because I'm going to be running AC 24-7 at 110 degrees. So that could be a question and something to sort of investigate As you're investigating your next EV, it may be a non-issue, but not from what I understand. People can have a variation. There's more load on those systems when you add more componentry, AC, heaters, what have you. Uh, So that's something to consider. Now, do electric cars lose charge when they're parked? Now, if you park a regular vehicle, you guys know that battery needs to be excited. It needs to be spanked by the way of that alternator or else that battery does over time, all my RV family out there. You guys know you got a trickle charge, you know, while that RV is sitting or else you're going to have to jumpstart, charge it and all that, or in some occasions replace the battery. The electric cars do not lose the same amount of charge to those batteries if you were to let them sit. But I guarantee you when you buy it, they're going to tell you, you need to leave it plugged in. Plugging it in while you're gone so it's trickle charging uh, is what the recommendation would be. Now, how long of a life is an EV battery? Now, some of you Toyota Priuses know that you can get to about 110, 130,000 based upon what we've seen in the garage, and you're gonna need a battery. Some of you have made it beyond that, some of you under 100,000. The life expectancy. Of an electric vehicle battery as it is currently is about 20 years. Now, I don't know the science behind that, but that's what they're saying. The lifespan of an EV battery is about 20 years. Uh, some vary, some are saying 10 to 20 years, but for the most part, that is kind of so when you're buying an EV, when you want to ask, hey, how long is it? You may want to turn this over to your, your daughter or your son. Uh, as they head out on their path and you, you may have it for five, six years. So that's important, uh, to understand how, how long are those batteries going to last? They're saying 10 to 20 years is what so far now, will they give you a 10 to 20 year warranty? I don't know. That's a question that you must ask because that's where the big money's at. And of course, um, the big question as well, a lot of you driving the Toyota Prius or any hybrid is over time as the battery degrades, you lose its version of miles per gallon, and that's range. An EV battery will lose about 2 to 3% per year or 23 miles for an EV with a 200-mile range over five years. Now, that, that sounds booger complicated, but the bottom line is as the batteries will age, they do lose their percentage of efficiency. That's just the bottom line. Now, you may not see that in the first three to five years, but I go back to Toyota Prius. Your Prius uh, owners know that over time, towards the end lifespan of that battery, you start to see a difference in, uh, in, in your range percentage. Can you overcharge an electric car? Well, you can't overcharge it like a, a standard uh, vehicle. If you alternator on your regular ICE engine, your gas engine, or even hybrid starts to overcharge that'll sulfate the battery. Uh, you pretty much cannot do that with a electric platform vehicle. And again, I'm learning a lot of this as we go. We don't work on electric vehicles. There aren't any aftermarket shops in the country. Very few it, 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 that I know of that are. So it's not it's not common. But I want you guys to get into the mindset. Tire life, right? I understand that tires can wear prematurely on an EV. When I'm buying an EV, tell me about the policy warranty on tires. I understand that batteries can get a pretty decent life, but what am I to do if I start to lose the percentage of range? If I'm supposed to get 300 miles on a full charge and I'm seeing 270, what's happening there? Those are questions you got to ask because you don't want to be at a point, it's my opinion, you don't want to be at a point where, okay, could you wait for the latest software update? Maybe that could be an answer, but it could be a lame answer in my opinion. Well, I heard they're coming up with a software update to take care of that problem. Because remember, you're not going to be able to take this to your local Rockstar mechanic on the corner shop or at the dealer and say, hey, fix it. It's broken. My gas mileage is off. It doesn't necessarily work that way. Um, So, Think about that. I want you to think about that. We talked about temperatures. Cold temperatures specifically can sap that electric car battery, uh, can reduce their range by more than 40% when the interior heaters are used. That's the current study research currently that could change. 40% reduction. Again, you're putting more load. If you're using that heater, the blower motor, all of that, you're putting more load. So that maybe is a question. So when you buy a standard vehicle, you see the range, city and highway. You see that sticker. You know, the question I would have is, okay, what if I load this sucker up and use everything? What's my expected range? I would want to know that. Because if I'm that individual, I need 250 a day, miles a day. That's my lifestyle. This one's getting me 275. Okay. But what happens if I'm loading it up? I live in a cold climate. I live here in the desert in the summer. What's the percentage difference regarding that range? Those are key questions uh, that are critical, in my opinion, before you buy. Now, last question that comes up, and I've I've heard this, and, 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 the, and, and you guys know that part of uh, what makes uh, well, hybrids and EVs is there's regenerative braking. In other words, when you brake, there's sort of, okay, I'm going to give you an extra shot. I'm not going to get technical. I'm going to give you a little extra shot to the battery. These EV platforms of course are regenerative. But what if I drive on the freeway 6 hours a day? I'm not touching my brakes. How does that all work? You want to research that and and find out how that regenerative braking uh is working for those of you that are going to live on the freeways with an EV. What what's different about that if I'm driving on the freeway? Uh, because that regenerative braking does help with recharging the battery, which is a win. It means I, I don't have to plug that in uh, as often if I'm using my brake. A lot of you stop and go courier, folks. That may help. So understand that. That's key. Uh, we are going to talk about the rest of the globe. What is happening in Sweden? And here's another idea. Wirelessly charging your vehicle, your EV vehicle. That would be amazing. Is that happening now? Well, stay tuned. I'm going to tell you about a few cities across the globe that are playing with wireless recharging of your EV. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation.
1: Girl, you think you got
0: it Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket, and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Hey, Gilbert friends. When we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, excellence, integrity, workmanship. Those are large words. Well, I got to tell you a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldwin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner and Cooper, You've got to visit Chris Baldrin at The Car Shop, friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to The Car Shop, 480-855-8000, 480-855-8000, The Car Shop, Warner off of Cooper. Right on, welcome back, Frank. Hanging out with you. Big shout out to Susie Sockets. She's over at the garage. You can catch up both of us next week. Susie will be back on deck. We're talking about choosing an electric vehicle. Are you ready? Some of you are excited. You've seen it. Some of those cars look amazing. But will it work for your lifestyle? So I want you to think about your daily commute. Is it under 330 miles? A lot of you say, yeah, no, it's it's 330 miles. I can I can do that. That's important. Do you free well, the thing is this, let me get back to the daily commute. A lot of you youngsters coming out of college, daily commute, yeah, I got it, got it, got it, got it. Then you get married. And then you gotta it, gotta it, gotta it. children. A lot of children. You got two kids, three kids. Then that changes. So be sure, just like any vehicle that you buy, what is this vehicle going to serve my lifestyle three to five years down the road? That's something you gotta ask yourself. Because if not, you may run into some concerns. Um, Do you frequently take long road trips? Does your household have more than one car? Should you have a car as a backup? Would that be wise? Maybe. And do you have, one of the interesting things as a sort of an EV question to ask yourself is, do you have off-street parking? That's a big deal for a lot of you. So in other words, I've already got two vehicles. I'm not getting rid of them. Getting rid of them. I got my daughter's vehicle, my wife's vehicle, and big daddy dad wants to buy an EV Well, I've run out of room. Where are we going to put an EV charger? Now, I did read, would you be more enticed to buy an EV vehicle if there were curbside charging stations throughout, almost like parking meters? So if I go to Safeway, Safeway's going to have their little lot for EVs. I believe some in the country, you know, grocery supermarkets, they have that. But what about just average pull up to street? That township has decided, you know, for every street I'm going to put one or two of these. That's coming. That makes it, That makes a big difference. Does your neighborhood support that? Does your workplace support charging? Think about it. It's coming. A lot of progressive companies, I know a lot of municipalities, government institutions, and so on, they want an EV culture. So, if you're getting ready to buy an EV, all these things make a difference. And, and before we get into sort of this uh, dynamic induction, wireless charging, cool stuff, like kind of like your cell phone that sits on the pad and it does its magic, it's, and it's stealing voltage, it's induction, it's doing all that. I want to talk about the charging stations. This is critical. This is important. Now, there are time frames, obviously, when you charge a battery, you need a quick charge, that's operating at a whole different level. So for example, if you go to some of these restaurant, uh, restaurant chains along the freeway or some of the big, more industrial sites, that's where you can get sort of the 30-minute to 60-minute charges. Are you going to get that out of your – are you going to be able to charge your vehicle to maximum at home in 30 to 60 minutes? No. That unless you – I guess some of you – invested in that. But the average charging station at home is sort of an overnight charge is what you're going to get. So think about that. You need to incorporate the level of charging stations as far as how fast. So when you're trip planning, and I know Tesla does an amazing job, all you Tesla owners, you you can school me on it. You know that the apps, the app is there, software is there. It's in Dash. It tells you where all the Say so you plan your whole route. In fact, you've got the Tesla family of friends. If you're in the middle of nowhere, somebody owns a Tesla, they're going to be like, come on, let's have a charge party. You come over to my house and charge your car. Tesla's built a community. Will the rest of the EV platforms out there have a similar community, culture like Tesla? That's a, that's a question to ask yourself. You know, I mean, we all respect what Elon Musk has done, but with all these other players, General Motors, Chrysler, the imports, uh, that have EVs, culture to me seems pretty cool. Like you could be in an app and know where to go point A to point B, but if I got a warm body that's part of the 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 tribe, the Tesla tribe, that I'm I'm feeling a little bit more enticed to that's sort of a backup for me. I have I have resources. Some of the higher rated hybrid platforms, I want to throw this out there because I, I don't want to put Tesla alone on a pedestal, but the Honda Insight Is high ranking. Toyota Prius, some of these are hybrids. Toyota Camry hybrid, Toyota Corolla hybrid, they're out there. And if you decide that, hey, I'm just a little leery about EVs, Tesla's price is dropping, but perhaps I'm not quite ready for a Tesla, a hybrid is the way to go right now. Right now, hybrids are very practical. Now, you still have to come see me, the local guy on the corner to fix stuff. I get it. You, you still have the software updates with those vehicles. Uh, like uh, like any ICE uh, vehicle of the last uh, seven, eight years, they they got to be updated the software and such. So uh, all these things to consider. Now, what about wireless charging? Well, Europe is testing, and I believe New York. I thought we reported on this when we had uh, New York City Traffic Commissioner Gridlock Sam Schwartz. That's a show you can find uh, on wrenchnation.tv. But I believe New York is playing with manhole covers, the sewer manhole covers. Some of them are wirelessly recharging. Now, I think it's a little shtick right now because it takes a lot to wirelessly recharge a vehicle battery. Now, is that science far away? No. They're actually in Sweden by 2022. Apparently, the island of Gotland... In Sweden, they ain't messing around. An Israeli company, Electreon, Rion, as they're called, is a startup company, will be home to an induction route roughly two miles, after which we'll supply electricity to electric buses and trucks. Now, all my city municipality people, you're getting excited. As you drive the route, you don't need a tethered overhead electric line like an old-school trolley. You can now wirelessly, dynamically create this induction charging. They're testing it right now. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with any companies or stretches of city yet uh, of any distance right now that would matter to you as a consumer driving. All right, two miles is two miles. But if they said from I-8, California to Phoenix, you have a lane for wirelessly Recharging, oh, daddy, your your whole family is gonna get out of gas and get in EVs. And here's another thing I say, and I think it's coming down the pipeline. I haven't really researched it, but if our government gave you right now eight thousand dollars incentive to buy an electric vehicle, would you do it? Assuming that that's fitting into your lifestyle, I believe this incentive. May come down the road. Now, what does that mean for the rest of the old school gangster ice gas internal combustion engines? Well, they're not going anywhere. Now, we joke around and say, well, is the mechanic going the way of the elevator man? No, he or she isn't, but they are, in fact, the last 20 years for sure, improving their technical ability to keep up because that's critical. I believe our EV future will be lifestyle. Now, some of you drive a Corvette, that's a lifestyle. Some of you drive a Ferrari, that's a lifestyle. My Volkswagen Beetle Bug family and the Volkswagen Vanigans, that's a lifestyle. But in terms of an electric vehicle, pit-stopping in the future of a future automotive garage, that's going to be an experience. Could the automotive garage of the future team up with a restaurant I'm shaking my head, yes, I see a lifestyle change. So if Bree, our in-studio board op here, says, I have an EV, I need the software updated, I need to do a few little things, are you going to sit quietly reading your phone in a lounge? No, you want to maybe have a little restaurant experience. So I almost think this is going to go old school with a bunch of EVs pulling up, wirelessly charging with an experience like the old cheeseburger places in the beautiful lady, good-looking guy on roller skates, comes up and gives you an experience. At least that's my hope. I hope this does not evolve into a stale software update experience. After all, we're still human beings, no matter what kind of technology we have. So that's something to think about. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. We are going to cover more of the EVs. In fact, we're going to have uh, guests lined up from the EV. Industry, Uh, Some of the studies that have gone. I I want to bring you guys as much information. I know a lot of you are excited about it. Some of you are inquiring about it. Some of you don't care. You're going to drive to gas guzzler. I'm with you. I respect that. But EVs are here, and they are coming fast and furious. So get on to wrenchnation.tv. And all of my family, KFNX on Saturday, 90.7 The Neon, 88.7 The Pulse, and all you podcast rock stars. I appreciate you spending with us every week. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.
1: Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now you need bg44k it's the one dealerships use the most in fact they use bg44k almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made to find a shop near you go to bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com i got my mileage back bg
0: bg Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. Anytime or call 480-430-4597. Get on to partsauthority.com, check locations nationally near you, partsauthority.com. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing, I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go, give me a call 480-726-6400 Desert Car Care of Chandler. Vision Collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance. And I paid out of pocket, and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one. Vision Collision, 480-248-9049, visioncollision.com. When you're thinking about body shop or collision work, paint repair, dent repairs, collision, wheel restoration, Vision Collision is the way to go. Tell them Frank at Ranch Nation sent you 480-248-9049. 480-248-9049 Vision Collision.